We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please help! Yeah. It could be your problem. You want it to be your problem? It's going to be my problem for the duration of us recording this episode. Yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. I'm not recording this one, by the way. <laughs> That's fine. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to season five of the Isport Podcast. My name is Sarge. Wah, 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 wah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you, you're good. You're good. <laughs> My name is Sarge. Joining me, as you just heard, is Danger. And returning for his fifth season, it's Monster. Hello, Monster. Aren't I'm also all... returning for the fifth season. No, nobody cares. <laughs> this is season five is for Monster. Hey, it's about time. I've earned <laughs> this. I've, I've dealt with your crap for five seasons. I deserve it. I worked it. hard for this moment. I'm going to make sure that says season five is for monster and then burn it. Oh, season five wow. is for the monster. Like, yeah. like Fridays is for the boys. Right. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so for the start of season five, I figured we'd pick a topic. So that way monster can put on his tinfoil hat and he's putting on a neck fan. Monster is putting on a neck fan. The one you would find on Timu. I'm getting bougie in season five. <laughs> At least your shirt's still Timu on. Is, I don't know if Timu is bougie, but you know. Shirt is on for now. It depends <laughs> on where you go with this conversation. So this conversation, we're going to do A is for aliens, okay? When I say aliens, I'm not talking about the movie franchise Aliens. Oh, like We should yeah. be. No, I mean, all the way up to Resurrection, anything after Resurrection is just hot garbage. I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, you, 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 you really can't disagree because that's a that's a fact. You can't argue with facts. It's not right here. I I want to discuss that, but we can't move on. <laughs> and we have to wait. We have to wait for all the letters to get back to A is for yeah. aliens. Twenty five <laughs> episodes from now, we're doing aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already do aliens as an episode? Probably. No, we did xenomorph. Ah, yeah, we did. Totally. X is for xenomorph. Yes, we did. All right. So how I approached this topic this season was we all know what an alien is, but I wanted to see what the, the, the 2023 definition of an alien was. And I was not disappointed. As soon as I typed in what is an alien, the first thing that popped up was an illegal immigrant. Right? That's not what we're talking about. We're not going to talk border protection. Cool. And usually in the past, we do like alien and talks about like extraterrestrial things like that. But no, according to the Webster's Dictionary, alien, a hypothetical, intelligent, extraterrestrial being. Would it still be classified as hypothetical considering, you know, the government has actually come out and said extraterrestrial life is real or UFOs are real? Yeah, I mean, I did do some research on those articles, and I was was not what's the word I want to use? Impressed? No, I, I was not impressed at all with some of it. But we'll, we'll we'll get into that here in a, little, in a little bit. But okay, I'm wanting to make monsters head explode in episode one. So please give me more of something that will. Oh, okay, so not to show my hands too too early in the conversation, but. To your point about the government admitting that aliens exist and all that stuff, what I've always said, and I still stand by this, is if the government is showing you this much, 
there's, there's this much that they're not telling yeah, you. Yeah, there's the rest of that iceberg they're not telling you about. And and I'm going to stand by just going to say it flat out right here in the beginning. I have always believed in aliens. Always have. Same. Because mathematically, it does not make sense that we're the only rock with life on it. And and it also stands to reason that if, again, like I said before, if the government is telling us a little bit of what they know, and there's so much more that they are that they know that they're not coming clean about, it's also sort of like, what are they trying to distract us from? What is the bigger issue at hand that they're willing to like, oh, oh, don't don't look at the the wizard behind the curtain in the Emerald City. Look at these shiny aliens over here. Like there's it's all nefarious. I don't trust any of them. And you have a right to not trust some portions of the government. I will give you that. Okay. So <laughs> a recent a recent survey of the United States revealed as many as 3% of Americans believe they've been abducted by aliens. Now let me put that into perspective for you guys. The United States population is estimated in 2023 to be around 339,996,563 people as of mid-2023. Okay. Meaning 10,199,896 people believe they have been abducted or 0.03% of the American population has been abducted that means you your chances of being abducted are worse than winning the lottery and getting struck by lightning at the same time okay so if i hold up a metal lottery ticket (laughs) (laughs) okay willie walker it's not the golden ticket you're fine well but but again you know going back to the whole government thing how many people have come out and said that that is what happened to them and were immediately discredited their name drug through the mud they became a laughing stock but three how many 10 million other people share 10.1 mil yeah share the same sentiments it's, mm, it's not fair it's not fair life isn't fair okay dad well, look, I never won a lottery ticket and got struck by lightning at the same time, but I did win $10 on a scratch off and stepped on a nail at the same time. So you have, I feel like that's close. You, so have, a better ch- you have a better chance of getting bitten by a New York citizen than you do getting abducted by an alien. I don't feel like that's hard. I feel like I could make that happen in an afternoon. Just just go to Yankee Stadium, claim you're from Boston, and you're going to get it bitten did. by somebody. No, but I need you to stop doing scratch-offs in construction zones. I, I, I want to know. What, I think he was lost. Why was he in a construction zone? Don't he has zero, zero skills. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen the aftermath of him trying to sand a wall. and I've seen the aftermath of him trying to paint. <laughs> what about aliens guys come on come on what are we here for so as i'm going down this rabbit hole breaking down the math of the abductions and by the way the the, the newspaper that did this that that did this report was actually from australia okay and, and i was like you gotta be kidding australians are talking shit about americans and a place where everything's trying to kill you they're talking about American. You need you mean that penitentiary continent? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so typical alien 
abduction stories contain, and there's actually criteria to meet this. I did not know that there is actual criteria to meet being abducted by aliens, but now, you know, I'm a little bit more educated now. I feel a little bit more smarter. The typical stories must include sleep paralysis. So you must be, and when he defines sleep paralysis, it's like you're in a waking dream is how they described it. Like you're conscious of what's going on, but you can't move your body. Yeah. So it's like someone slipped you a roofie. Yeah. Exactly what it sounds like to me. Aliens are coming and roofing people. So every day at work, is it reasonable to assume that Bill Cosby was an alien? I would say so. He didn't even speak like a normal human being. Like, yeah, he's probably an alien. Yeah. There has to be an altered state of consciousness. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uniform colored figures with prominent eyes. A high tech room under a round, bright saucer light object. There must be nakedness, pain and loss of control. While the body's boundaries are being probed. Okay, so everything except for the saucer, the saucer thing reminds me of like Tuesday with Monster. I was getting ready to say, are we talking about an alien abduction or just a really good time? It's, well, here's the thing that gets me. And this is like, this is the part that honestly gets me the most, right? All they're doing this to you're in a waking, you're in a waking nightmare with weird people in the room. They're like putting bright lights in your eyes and they're, you have a loss of control while the body's boundaries are being probed, but yet you feel that the figures are being benevolent to you. This isn't an alien abduction. This is a physical after 40. That's all this is. Okay. I mean, sorry. You keep the saying- safe word is alien. The safe word is the safe word of sandwich, but no. So you keep saying the body's boundaries are being probed. I'm giving you the 2023 PC version written by Clive Barker. Apparently. Written, written by, by, I don't know whom I don't remember where I got that from, but it's everything about this alien thing is being like very PC. The body's boundaries are being probed. That's, an interesting statement in itself, but I want to know what other things are being probed. If we're not just going for the deepest hole, you're talking about, you know, maybe it's a penile probe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're shoving something down the tip of your penis. I we don't know. Get one episode through this season before talking about shoving things nope. into our wieners. Like really, you're the one making hand motions in the background. I, okay? I made no such thing. This Look, is an and, and I'm sure. No and, and I'm sure. Danger is going to take this video and he is going to get to this conversation and do that black, that black and white flashback of you going on the screen. No, I'm just going to take that part of it and loop that over and over. He's going to take what you just did. (laughs) (laughs) That was Bill Cosby when he probes you, by the way. So, so a is not for alien. A is for anal. evidently. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So I, I take umbrage with this because are we talking about tall grays? Are we talking about like the little green men? Like, I feel like, different species of alien would interact with with humans for different uniformly uniformly colored figures with prominent eyes oh i don't think that's the way you say that in 2023 that is exactly apparently how you say it in 2023 
Sorry. Okay. Okay. So first episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Season five is going to be a ride. That's all what about say. probing and, and all that, but watch how you describe those aliens. <laughs> so, so C this year is going to be for canceled. <laughs> so that brings us to something that the, the, the rest of the stuff about the abductions, of course, you know, there's, there's alien abduction mental health specialists out there to help people transition from their encounter back to normal life. There's people out there that have written books about their experiences and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's out there. Do your research on that stuff if that's the stuff you want to talk about. But I don't want to talk about that because like in the news in the past, what, six months, eight months, a lot of countries have kind of come forward a little bit and have been like trying to like drop the veil around, you know, are we alone in the world? And a lot of people are really like pushing this agenda forward and that's okay. So are we reverse engineering alien technology? There was one article that I found that I could actually back up with multiple news sources. The national geospatial intelligence agency David Grosh, I probably said that wrong, said that as he was a lead in the agency's UAP program, he learned about a government program that retrieved crashed vessels and replicated the technology. When asked by a member of Congress if the government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials, Grosh said he could not discuss that subject in a public setting. Now, this is in front of Congress. All right, so this has been recorded. All, all congressional meetings and depositions, everything that are public knowledge, and they are recorded. So you can go out and find this episode of the episode. It might as well be a freaking reality show with Congress nowadays. He did say that non-human biologics have been retrieved from crashes, and based on assessments from people he talked to that had direct knowledge of the program, people have also been physically hurt by UAP technology itself. And by efforts to cover it up, he said, based on his personal knowledge. So people, while experimenting with this technology, have been hurt, but it has been covered up. When asked if anyone has been murdered over these things, he responded with, I have to be careful answering that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. And of course, after he said all of this, as a, what are they called? A witness. So he was called to testify in front of Congress. So he's been sworn in. This is an actual deposition, right? Uh, the Pentagon has denied Grouch's claims. So I feel like the, I feel like the question of, has anybody been murdered over this information? The anything besides no <laughs> is a yes. I mean, that's, that's like asking if the Clinton Foundation killed off people. The answer is resoundedly yes. <clears throat> I I just I I feel like that It's been a good ride. It's been a good ride. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun here. I don't know that we're coming back from that. <laughs> uh, but I don't disagree. <laughs> B is for bound and tortured. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I feel like anything besides no is a yes. Well, uh, 100%, especially when you're dealing with like politics and government agencies and stuff like that. Well, no what the it line is. on The Simpsons where he's like, no with a but, or yes 
with an if. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I wanted to do was talk about some of the more famous UFO sightings and stuff like that of the modern era. Now, how far back are we talking about? You say the modern era, you know, are we talking from like 80s forward or are we talking like in the last 10 years? So I found some and and I've, I've bounced these from different websites, different sources. Believe it or not, I even went to the uh, Greensboro Library and pulled some information from the Greensboro Library. That is more like, research than any of us have ever done. So I had a little I bit of time you. on my hands. I commend you. Li- li- library? What is that? What do it's you a, do there? It's a library. <laughs> Libation? So let's go to 1947. Gentleman by the name of Kenneth Arnold. With the name like Kenneth. I mean, he's got to be cool, right? I guess. Perhaps. When flying his small aircraft near Washington's Mount Rainier on, Ju- on June 24th, 1947, Arnold claimed to have seen nine blue glowing objects flying fast at an estimated 1,700 miles per hour in a V formation. He first believed the objects were some sort of new military aircraft because this was two years after 1947, 1945, World War II was over. So about two years after World War II, I think in the late 1940s, 1950s, maybe the first part of the Cold Cold War happened. But anyways, the military confirmed there were no the military confirmed that there were no tests being conducted near Mount Rainier that day. When Arnold described the craft's motion as similar to a saucer, if you skipped it across the water, and that's where the phrase "flying saucer" came from. Didn't know that. No, I, I don't know that either. Cool bit of information. But it was a weather um, balloon, right? No, it's Soon, always a weather balloon. No, China already tried that. We shot it down. Soon, other reports of groups of nine UFOs cropped up across the same region during the same time, including sightings by a prospector on Mount Adams and a crew of commercial flight from Idaho. The government never offered a credible, credible explanation for the sightings. It simply claimed Arnold had seen a mirage or was hallucinating while flying his plane. All great things when you're in the sky. Okay. Uh, hold but- on. I have, I have the, it was, Confirmed by a prospector, you said? Yep. Okay. So uh, Mount Adams. Okay. So first, where's Mount Adams? I missed that mm, part. I want to say I that was, I was Idaho. reading about the Cold War. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So which it's argued that it began in 1917, but there's no definite beginning to the Cold War. But okay, see okay. it's for Cold War. We'll we'll table this. Yeah. So okay. So what can so you... Mount 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 Adams is in the state of Washington. So okay. Idaho, Washington area at the same time, multiple people re- reported the same sightings. Okay. So can you, and this may be just the worst, dumbest detail to pick out, but can you please tell me what this prospector was doing? Because the only time I've ever heard of prospector is somebody in like the, you know, in the gold rush, they're prospecting for gold. And I just get the the cartoon image of a prospector with like a straw hat, yokel with pipe. And yeah, so please help me understand because that is not a reliable source for anything. And so are half the people that get abducted. But yet here we are. You know, 
I will not sit here and let you besmirch prospectors or abductees, okay? Both okay. are reliable sources for stuff. All right. So no matter who it is that we're talking about, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say up front here that I'm not going to believe it unless we find out that Andy Bashago was abducted at some point. <laughs> he was not abducted, but he did visit Mars and he did see extraterrestrials. And he was yes, also at Gettysburg. So, you know. <laughs> So you can rely on him to be honest. For those right. of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to season three. Was it we talked about Bashago? I don't know, but yeah. Bashago for president, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So two weeks after that sighting by Mount Rainier, Mount Adams, guess what happened in 1947? The second what? gold rush? No. <laughs> Roswell. I should have known that. Yeah. Whatever. Now, the thing that kills me is I actually saw a newspaper article about Roswell. And the headline says the disc craze continues. The army discounts New Mexico find as weather gear. I appreciate that. <laughs> weather gear. There you go. It's a weather balloon. It's always so, a weather balloon. Whoever wrote that article, I give my approval for that dad joke slash pun being put in a national headline. Yep. It's a dad a dad joke in national headline print. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So he for those people who don't know about Roswell, and that would be most of the younger generation, what I have called the Christopher Columbus generation. If you want to if you if you want to see a great thing on Roswell, go find the Futurama episode Roswell that ends well. Great episode. But go on. Okay. So you were given your reasoning for calling the Christopher Columbus generation. Yeah, because they think they're constantly trying to they, they constantly think they're figuring out new things. And those of us that have been around for a while are like, no, that's been around. Yeah. Christopher Columbus was a liar. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. That's relatively clever, which is why I don't think we figured out what Sark was trying to say. <laughs> so in the summer of 1947, a rancher, do you know what a rancher is danger? It's yeah. someone that raises cattle and probably the, horses too. It's the same thing as a prospector, but instead of gold, it's cows. <laughs> is he, is it a, a strawberry? Is he happy? Is he a Jolly Rancher? So, William Mac Brazel. That's his name. Mac Brazel. No, Mac it isn't. Brazel. Is it now? Now, is that M-A-C Brazel? Yes. Or? Okay. Yes. Okay. William, it is apparently nickname is Mac. I don't know where they got that from. Brazel discovered mysterious debris in one of his New Mexico pastures. That's where cows are kept their danger. Thank you. Um, after Brazel reported the wreckage, soldiers from the nearby, nearby Roswell Army Air Force Base came to retrieve the materials. News headlines claimed that the flying disc crashed to Roswell, but military officials said it was only a downed weather balloon. Now, for Monster, for Monster, before he goes on his tangent, ever since, the conspiracy theorists have been hard at work trying to prove the wreckage was extraterrestrial with one man named Ray Santilli going as far as to release a video in 1995 of an alien dissection purported to have been taken place after the incident. Santelli would, however, admit in 2006 that it was a staged film, but he maintained that it was based on actual footage. Let's see. Well, where Mac messed up is whenever the government came in, he set up a whole bunch of like, sparklers and all these smoke bombs and stuff and he tried to wow them with the brazzle dazzle and it just the completely bombed dazzle. and unfortunately they just completely covered it all up 
The Brazzle Dazzle. However, there was some truth to Brazzle's claim about a cover-up. I'm sorry, it's Brazzle Dazzle from here on out. But hey, go on. As it, it turns it's not out, my best work, but I stand by it. As it turns out, the government was indeed covering something up, but it wasn't aliens. The crashed weather balloon was, in fact, part of a top-secret military endeavor called Project Mogul, which launched high-altitude balloons carrying equipment used to detect Soviet nuclear tests. The Air Force provided a 231-page report as proof in 1997 called Closed Case, the final report on the Roswell crash. It took them from 1945 to 1997 to finish their lie. Yeah, Isn't I was that getting great? Ready to say, I was getting ready to say, if it was a pretty cut and dry situation, <laughs> it probably doesn't take 50 years to write the explanation. Yeah. Ro I, Roswell's I tourism nowadays is heavily based around its famous yeah. so-called UFO sightings. The town is home to the International UFO Museum and Research Center, a spaceship-shaped McDonald's, and the annual UFO festival held each summer. I want to so, see a picture of the spaceship-shaped McDonald's. So, okay, 2023. It must have been within the past, definitely in the past 10 years, I want to say in the past five years, where there was this whole thing on social media about storming Area 51. Mm -hmm. And it was like, there was an event circulating and like all thousands and thousands of people signed up that they this were going. This is a great McDonald's. This is a <laughs> fantastic McDonald's. It looks, sorry, sorry. It he, looks is like, he is interrupt source Rex today, isn't he? It looks like, you know how the, the. Does it look uh, like a weather balloon? No, no. It looks like, you know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is like, has like a weird jutted piece. Yeah. Except it looks like that on the side octagon that comes to a point. On every side. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go on. I want to visit this McDonald's now, though. <laughs> but no, no. I just I just remember that was like a huge thing. It was like, we're going to storm Area 51. They can't get all of us. And like, I don't know, a million people signed up for it. And then like a couple hundred people showed up. Yeah. And it was literally like every concert event page I've ever made. Where like a hundred people say they're coming and 20 show up. So I was not shocked at all that it was a massive failure. No, not at all. I was doubtful of it from the beginning. So. But I do want to, I, I am intrigued by this McDonald's. That does sound out of this world. Can you put a picture of the McDonald's up on the screen, Sarge? I could if I wanted to. Well, you want to. Oh, the inside of it is amazing. It's got, <laughs> Ron, it's got Ronald McDonald in a spacesuit, like hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Roswell, holy shit, I love it. I know. <laughs> Road trip. Look at that thing. <laughs> and hey, awesome. if I took my kids there, at least I know they'd eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving, moving the show along here. We're going to talk about the, the Lubbock Lights of 1951. The Lubbock, 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 yep. Lubbock, Lubbock Lights Texas. from Lubbock. There we go. Thank you. Someone knows geography. I, I can respect that now. I know plenty of cities, but I've never heard of Lubbock. So, Lubbock. Lubbock. Love, 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 I love you. Anyways, and this was the year that the U.S. Air Force got lazy. And we're going to go. 
Oh, this is the year? In August 25th, 1951, three science professors from Texas Tech were enjoying an evening outdoors in Lubbock when they looked up and saw a semicircle of lights flying above them at high speed over the next few days. Dozens of reports flooded in from across the town. Texas Tech freshman (coughs) Carl Hart Jr. I wonder if he's Carl's Jr. from from the food franchise. But anyways... Snapped sure. photos of the so-called Lubbock Light phenomenon and just were published in newspapers across the country and in Life magazine. Big deal back in the day. But was it in highlights? That's the important question. Project Blue Book, which led the Air Force inquiries into UFOs, investigated the events. And this is, in my opinion, when they were just like, I'm done with this. And its official conclusion, its official conclusion from the United States Air Force, that those lights were birds reflecting their luminescence from Lubbock's new street lamps. Many people who saw the lights, however, refused to accept this explanation, arguing that the lights were flying way too damn fast to be birds, according to one witness. No, no, that checks out. Uh, that (laughs) That sounds very reasonable. What episode was it that Project Blue Book came up in before? I don't think Blue Book did, did it? I feel like it came up in in what, our Pegasus episode, or I don't know. If anybody who who's listened to more of our shows than we have, please let us know what episode that was. If it, we've it talked about a lot of projects, no, Project Bluebird. But... According to what I just pulled up right now, Project Bluebird. Blue, um, I think you said Blue Book before. Blue you book, said yes. Blue Book before. Blue Book. Right. I'm sorry. Project Blue Bird sounds more familiar. Yeah, because I'm saying. I think when we started Blue talking Book about was, the, oh God, now I can't remember, but we did talk about something that had Project Bluebird involved. So Project Blue Book was first started after civilian pilot Kenneth Arnold reported seeing nine, fly, nine flying objects moving at high speeds across Washington's Mount Rainier. So that's when it got started. Okay. I just feel like Blue Book came up at some point before, but. Uh, probably. Uh, it, it was it was the government program where they were given acid to soldiers, basically for shits and giggles, just to see what would happen. Oh yeah, but, I remember that episode. But it wasn't, I don't remember his name. It wasn't. It, I forget what it was. It wasn't Bluebird. It was. I don't remember. But yeah, we did talk about. Uh, it might and they had, did that entire town in. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. I'm good googling stuff. now. Okay. Right. Good. You should you should Google the picture of a guy holding a piece of paper about the. Level Land 1957 encounters. That's what he's holding up. Looks mildly inappropriate. So anyways, this monster, you will appreciate this one. And this is why I added it in there for you. In the film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, there's a famous scene where the UFO makes all the electronics in the car go haywire. Yeah. The real life inspiration for that scene came from an accident in 1957 where dozens of citizens of Leveland, Texas, individually reported seeing a rocket or strange lights that interfered with the vehicles. Engine died, lights cut out, etc., etc., etc. Though the police initially thought the reports were a hoax, they too saw the mysterious lights as they investigated the situation. Project Blue Book was assigned to investigate the case. There you go. The lazy ass U.S. Air Force on the roll again. Their findings, it was an electrical storm and a ball of lightning that caused the lights and the mechanical malfunctions, despite the fact that there were no reported thunderstorms or clouds in the area. (laughs) 
And they would know because it was a weather balloon that everyone saw. <laughs> hey, I had the opposite happen to me at Blue Ridge where there was not a cloud in the sky and a storm appeared out of nowhere and it rained out by four day festival that I was at. Are you still bitter about that? A little bit. I would be I would so, be I wouldn't be so bitter if I could just get my money back from the tickets that I sold that they can't afford to give me because everybody's suing them now. <laughs> if anybody's interested in what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Blue Ridge Rock Festival and how much of a disaster it was. And how many views did your TikTok post get on that? Like thirty six thousand. Nice. Yeah, could you send a link to this show to those people? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about 1976 and Tehran. Tehran, Iran. Iran, Tehran, Iran. I I don't know if there's like a city or something somewhere named Tehran. Okay, just yeah, yeah. Well, there is in the country of Iran. Iran, Iran. So far, yeah. Go on. September 19, 1776. Started much like any others with phone calls from concerned citizens reporting bright lights in the sky. A F-4 fighter was sent out to investigate, but as it neared its object, its instruments blacked out, forcing the pilot to return to base. So what do you think they did? They sent a second F-4 to go look for the object. And as it neared the object, it achieved a radar lock. But according to the pilot, the UFO released a glowing object, which the pilot assumed was some sort of missile heading straight for him. As he prepared to fight back, the pilot experienced multiple malfunctions to his instruments, and he witnessed another bright object released from the UFO that headed straight towards the ground. He safely returned to base, despite all of his faulty equipment. After the incident, Iran contacted the United States, because where else do you contact about your alien problems, and asked him to aid them in an investigation. In an unclassified memo by the U.S. Air Force Section Chief Lieutenant Colonel Mooley, Detained the events of the night, there are explanations for nearly all of them. So, of course, the United States Air Force had explanations, right? First, the bright light seen by civilian and possibly the pilots might have been Jupiter, which is visible in the sky that night. Second, as author Brian Dunning notes in his podcast, Skeptisoid, not a plug, but just part of the story, I feel it's important. The second F-4 jet had a long history of electronical problems meaning the instrumentation might have failed regardless of possible UFO interference. It could also explain the radar lock. It's simply, it might simply have just malfunctioned. The first F-4 reports were never turned in for maintenance following the incident, so no official indication of whether its instrumentation actually failed. And finally, for the alien missiles, it was just a meteor shower. So basically what you're saying is, there was a bright light from Jupiter and a meteor shower and all this other shit all just happened at the exact same time in the exact same airspace. Yes. Yeah. Checks out. I wouldn't yeah. ask any further questions. <laughs> well, it's, right. it, it wasn't the U S government at that time. It was the, Iran no, they asked the U S government I, for no, help. I, I know it just, I, and I have to, you know, kind of agree with your question of who else do you report? The stuff too. I agree with like who who else do you report to? But who else do you report it to? Do you like hold on to those yourself or why would you go out of your own country's government? Because I think by this time other parts of the world are also scratching their head. Like all this weird phenomena keeps happening, and America always has this really 
nice little response and answer to this phenomenon. And so obviously they know something. So I, it doesn't really shock me that, yeah, they would call America and be like, Hey man, you seeing this shit? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we saw that. It's Jupiter in a weather balloon. Don't sweat it. Like meteors. Yeah. That's exactly how a call between Iran and the U.S. would go. Hey, man, you see this shit? Yeah. I... 1980. <laughs> Randall Sham Forest. Randall Sham. Where's Randall Sham? England. England. Okay. You want me All to right. believe a dude with Sham in his name? All right. We'll see. December 1980, the U.S. Air Force members stationed at two British Royal Air Force bases in Woodbridge and Bentwaters reported seeing strange, colorful lights above Randlesham Forest, about 100 miles northeast of London. One man who entered the forest to investigate claimed to have discovered some sort of spacecraft there, and the next day, others confirmed damage to nearby trees and the higher-than-normal levels of radiation at the site. Sounds legit, right? Yeah. I mean... Hey, that sounds Happened. like it happens, right? Several days later, more sightings were reported. And now we're back to U.S. Air Force. Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt recorded his observations on audio tape as he watched the lights. While not definitive proof, theorists considered the strongest evidence of the event. All right. Now it's just not the U.S. Air Force. The U.K.'s Ministry of Defense, which oversaw the reports of UFO incidents until the early 2000s, didn't find any credible threat to the nation and didn't pursue investigations further. As at Roswell, the UFO tourism is prevalent in Randlesham Forest, and there's even an unofficial Randlesham USO UFO trail that visitors can hike, which sits a model of the reported aircraft based on the person's descriptions. I just like the name Randlesham. I think it's fun to say. Ah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Not bad. Now we're going to get into the more modern UFOs. It's called the Belgium Wave of night from 1989 to 1990. Okay. At the end of November 1989, citizens of Belgium reported seeing large triangular UFOs hovering in the sky. But beyond the visual sightings, no evidence was found of any UFOs' existence. A few months later, in March of 1990, newest sightings from multiple objects were reported. Confirmed by two military ground radar stations, two F-16 fighter jets were sent out to investigate the anomalies, and though the pilots could not see anything visually, they were able to lock onto the targets with radars. But the, the UFOs moved so fast that the pilots ended up losing them. Here's the part that I think is great. In that one small town in Belgium, 13,500 people are estimated to have witnessed the incident, making it one of the most widely experienced UFO sightings of the modern era. The Belgian Air Force had no logical explanation of the activity, but it did acknowledge that an unknown activity had taken place in its airspace. I'm glad the they Belgian... acknowledged that. Yeah, I know, right? But this is where they messed up. The Belgians reached out to the UK's Ministry of Defense to investigate further, but once they determined that the incident was not hostile or aggressive, they stopped their investigation. Okay. If somebody is coming to visit, whether they're trying to blow you up or to like swap chicken recipes, you should still probably hear them out. Like, it's like, oh, you don't want to blow up the country or, or the earth? That's swell. I'm no longer interested. No, like, so what do you want? 
What would you know, like right? to talk about? So basically, basically what you're saying is if it's not your favorite film, Independence Day, you still think we should reach out to him and talk to him? I no, not leave. do anything I have to edit out. I swear, <laughs> do not make my job harder. I will leave. I, I won't. I will do anything crazy. I'll just walk out. <laughs> so that's the end of my research. I truncated it down to span into about 45, 50 minutes, right? But here's my thoughts. And it's not going to be a segue to go to podbean.com, Danger Sarge, get a free month. Let's get free. No, I'm not going to do that, right? Are we still doing that? Yeah, it's still active. But, oh, okay. You know, but I mean, how much evidence does a agency, whether it's the UK's Ministry of Defense or our loving and wonderful caretakers, the United States Air Force, how much evidence do they need to like continue? A real thorough investigation. I mean, to me, it seems like the British just gave up. They were like, eh, no one died. Case closed. Well, I mean, no matter how much they want to look into it, they should probably take time to look at the, to those terms and conditions <laughs> a little bit more when they do go to Podbean and sign up for a free month of podcasting services. Now, I kind of feel like where other countries, you know, where you, you talked about Iran reached out to the U.S. government, I kind of feel like it's up to each country to respond to it the way that they want to. And if the U.S. feels like they need to make up some stories, then that's what they're going to do. That kind of falls right in line with what they do in general. If other countries just want to go, we're good. They didn't hurt us and be okay with it. Fine. One of them's going to prove the wrong way when it comes yeah. to dealing with those that are coming from other worlds. Plain and simple. Within the past, I don't know, maybe five, ten years, it seems like the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are getting more and more correct. It seems like the stuff that seems outlandish and impossible slowly, like one little element at a time, starts to get leaked that, oh, well, maybe that's not complete nonsense, you know? And so again, I, I revert back to what I said at the beginning. If the government is willing to say, hey, there is some kind of extraterrestrial force in the universe that we have interacted with, but we don't have a full idea of the scope of it, there's got to be mountains of stuff that they're not showing and they're not telling us. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if, if I'm in Iraq or if I'm in the UK or if I'm in one of those countries and I see these things and I see on TV what America's been doing within the past couple of years with the extraterrestrial disclosures and the Senate hearings and all that stuff, that's who I would call. I'd be like, hey, you guys are obviously involved in this in some way shape or form what are they doing what should we be prepared for and they won't tell us but i'm sure the whoever needs to know in america will tell whoever needs to know in those countries and they will all be you know in on it while us, yeah. while us citizens just sit and twiddle our thumbs and play on tiktok so, I mean, I don't know if I would go as far if I was an independent, if I was an independent country, right? I would not go as far as contacting the United States and expecting any sort of honest, straight answer out of them. I mean, unfortunately, and I hate to say this as an American, 
I, we, you got, we got to own up to our faults, right? We haven't been actually honest with people. I mean, we talked earlier about the town that was like the United States literally admitted we put LSD in their water supply, Point Saint, Pont Saint, the spirit in France or something like that. Yeah. And we were like 100% like, no, we didn't have anything to do with that. And then later on, we're like, yeah, we did it. We totally made an entire town hallucinate just so we could see what happened. And and there's a certain amount of do the ends just the means, justify the means. Justify, yeah. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like you said, you, you own up to it or you sweep it under the rug. And well, yeah. One of the other news stories that I had on here, I didn't have a lot of information on. It was hard to find the information on. So you guys may not know this, but Lockheed Martin is one of the biggest government contractors that makes our our, our weaponry. Aerospace. Uh, no, no, not our guns, not our guns. Lockheed Martin is does a lot of our radars. I think, no, Raytheon does a lot of our radars and, and radios. Lockheed Martin does a lot of our like HIMARS, the high mobility rocket systems that we have. They do a lot of our helicopters, stuff like that. Anyways, so a I forget what senator it was, but like basically went out and tried to blast Lockheed Martin, telling everyone that Lockheed Martin was incorporating alien technology into our vehicles, our military vehicles and stuff. You know, and I, I was like, you know, I got, I got to call bullshit on that because as being in the army, I have seen some of this equipment. And if some of that equipment is alien technology, they weren't that damn advanced. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to literally, we fielded HIMARS. When Lockheed Martin developed HIMARS for the military, my unit fielded the What HIMARS. are HIMARS? They are the high mobility wheeled vehicles that shoot rocket pods. Talk okay. back them. All right. Rocket. Multiple launch rocket <laughs> systems. It, look, to put it into perspective, they're, they're GPS guided rockets that you that it's like i think there's like a pack of 12 so two six packs to go on a launcher right and they have two dumb privates driving this vehicle around this weapon of destruction around and then all they do is monkey push button and it swings the launcher and it fires off these rockets within i want to say it's like 16 inches of being accurate i, mean, I, I don't know you add one more dumb monkey involved in the process of that, and this just sounds like this podcast. Am I right? Two six packs and some monkeys pushing buttons. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a six pack. Continue. What are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I mean, and I, I've seen this equipment. I hope that's not alien technology. I really hope that's not it. But well, then again, you got to ask yourself though, right? The Raptors, the new, the new Raptor airplanes, they have the radar cross section of a bumblebee and it's like a 20 foot long plane well and and then too like when you see stuff like artificial intelligence and the amount of stuff that that is able to accomplish by just putting in prompts and it automatically knows all these things and can decipher all these algorithms and stuff i mean i'm not saying that it's alien technology but it would not shock me that again it's the same as the video game thing. I've always heard this my whole life that whatever the technology is that they're using for the, the current generation console, they've got the next two or three steps already in progress. Like when the PlayStation five hits the market, 
PlayStation 6 is almost ready and PlayStation 7 is being worked on. And that's, I've always heard that my whole life. Like, as soon as the next thing comes out, they're already working on the next bigger, better thing. I mean, the iPhone 15 just came out or something and it's got like one new button or one new app or some dumb shit. The one that's made out of titanium? Yeah, probably. It has one extra camera lens or something. So here's 700 more dollars. What I'm saying is... I don't know that I want to call it alien technology, but I do believe that there probably is something beyond what they're showing us. Okay. So let's, let's hit the, let's hit this AI thing on the head real quick. Okay. If AI is alien technology, we are using alien technology wrong. And if they ever find out what we're doing with AI, alien technology, they would probably just wipe the earth clean. And here's why I say that. A 2023 usage of AI, 90% of the AI usage out there are girlfriend apps with UK leading the way at 31,323 AI girlfriend downloads an hour. Okay, so when it comes to the AI discussion, which I'm just going <laughs> to give my, my two cents right quick. So... AI, AI wa- uh, waifu or whatever it's called. No, not going to get already have. No. So see, so when it comes to AI, AI is only as smart as we give it information to be, but also at the same time, we have to be aware of the information we're giving it. And, and you can look this up. So they were trying to, and I say they, but the like dermatological society, or whatever was trying to use AI to be able to, identify cancerous, you know, cells and melanoma and whatnot. But every picture that they loaded into AI also had a ruler. So the AI program developed that cancerous cells have a ruler. And so there is so much AI that we don't know how dumb it is until it's on the other end. Now, I'm a fan of AI where you are looking, where you're trying to find pictures of what it would be if Ronald McDonald picked his nose. I'm a fan of that because that gets fun. Or monster, you talked about the, uh, the debates, the political debates of, you know, Biden and Trump arguing with East coast rap is better than West coast rap. I'm a fan of that stuff because it's hard to get that wrong because you can't feed it the wrong information completely by mistake. And, and to your point, Sarge, just the other day, I saw an AI generated idea of what it would be like if Guar performed inside of a Waffle House. And yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know what to tell you. I think AI is a brilliant technology that we need to embrace. Well, I'm not saying AI is wrong. I'm just saying the average user of, of, of AI right now is for virtual girlfriends. And, and let me ask you this. How many... Of those virtual girlfriend apps, can you download before it becomes pathetic? I, I, I asking know. for a friend. Ask for a friend. I, I, I don't know. Okay, sorry. I mean, I, how, how, how many how many times does your wife have to catch you with your AI girlfriend? But is that is that cheating? Matter. This is not A for AI. This is A for aliens. All right. So this this year <laughs> this season we're going to close out our podcast doing something a little bit different. We're not doing dad jokes because we essentially did them all as far as I'm concerned. We're, we're in rinse and repeat mode. So we're going to do something I, a little bit different. I, and, and I'm sure actually, it's not hard to find more, but go on. That's uh, anyways. 
Monster gave the suggestion, and we're going to give this a try this episode, of, hey, what have we been doing lately? Such is what it ends up being. So, Monster, what have you been doing lately? So, I just finished reading a novel by a guy named John Langan called The Fisherman. And it's, it's, a, it's a horror novel, but it has sort of this a little bit of inspiration from Moby Dick. It has like a, a big fish tale involved. And I actually read it while at Atlantic beach in the outer banks when the tropical storm hit. So I was literally like sitting like a hundred yards from the ocean, reading this book as like the wind is whipping and the big waves are coming definitely added to the atmosphere. But yeah, if you like horror novels and you like kind of, a little bit more grandiose style. The Fisherman by John Langan. It's pretty good. It's not great. I, I It has some flaws, but overall, I really enjoyed it. And if you, if you like Stephen King, if you like Peter Straub, if you like that kind of stuff, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It was good. Cool. All right. Danger. Not, I don't want to leave you left out. What have you been doing lately? So aside from 12 house projects all at one time, I actually have, I just finished watching a U.S. series on CBS called Ghosts. Great, hilarious series. It doesn't spoil anything. In the first episode, this girl and her husband from like New York City end up inheriting a massive estate in upstate New York. They go there. She has an accident and she can see every ghost that's on property. Now, they're not spooky ghosts. But it's a lot of like fish out of water because you have everything from like a Native American that died on the land to a guy that died in the 80s being shot through the neck by an arrow. And so it's and then you have another guy who yeah. uh, died like 10 years earlier. And it's still I saw previews for that. It looked funny. Yeah, it, it's it's a great series. It's actually based on a UK series. But like The Office, I actually think the US version is better than the, the British version. USA. Well, no, no. Because right, we put people on the moon. That's exactly what we did. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We'll discuss you, that another time. You shut up. <laughs> so, you know, I do think the British, the British get it right when it comes to some shows, but you know, sometimes they get a good start and then the US keeps on running with it, which actually there's an occasional joke in the show about I hate British humor. And it just is that extra level of of being great. So on top of that, been watching a lot of ghost adventures which is great. Turn my brain off. I, I think it is hysterical how they're like, we're going to go find ghosts. And then they found one. They're like, Oh shit, we found a ghost. And they've like flip out and run away from it. And it's, it's hysterical to me, but go on Sarge. What have you been into? What have you been into? Yeah. Lately been playing a new game, Baldur's gate, a little bit off and on. It's actually a really good game. Been reading a bunch of books, trying to get caught up. I read a book with my wife. Well, I've, my wife is a slow reader. She's a very slow reader. This is so I read somebody who reads like 42 books a day. So, you know, I think your scale is skewed. But yeah, on. a little bit. But I did. She she got recommended a book from somebody. So she started reading it. And I was asking her about it. She said, well, why don't you read it? And we can talk about it as, as I read it. So I read it and it's I forget what the book's name is. Twilight. But no, no. <laughs> But basically the print no basically the premise of this book is like it like one chapter is from the 1700s and the next chapter is for is, is current so it jumps timelines but what it is is like in the 1700s there's this woman that works for an, an apothecary shop 
and women would slide notes underneath the door. And these women were like abused and by men and stuff like that back to the 1700s. So she would create poisons and leave them outside. And the other women that ordered them would come by, take them, poison their men. Right. So flash forward to the present time, like this lady's finding out that this place still exists. I'm not going to give away the whole premise of the book, but basically, yes, through all these hundreds of years, they've been poisoning abusive men. So it's like, if I die of circumstances that you guys aren't aware of, I, I need you to know that my wife read this book. The Lost Apothecary. Yes. Is yes. what Sarge is trying to tell you about. Oh, how do you know that? Did you read it? Do I need to worry about you? Well, I did not read <laughs> it. You should always be worried about me. <laughs> I mean, your untimely death. Or yours. <laughs> we we are worried about you just as a person, Monster. Just as you should be. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. So. so yeah, read the book, ladies. Read the book if you want to. A side note before we sign off, I will say that it has been an absolute pleasure doing five seasons with you gentlemen. And we couldn't have done it without everybody tuning in, everybody helping, everybody doing their thing. Yes, thank you for coming back for oh, you mean the people here. I thought you meant our listeners. <laughs> I'm talking about our listeners too. Okay. Okay. All yes. six of you, you have really stuck it out. You're the hey, real MVP. You know what? I, I think we're up to seven now. So all seven of you, thank you for returning for season five. And please check out our other content that we're putting out. Sarge is leading the charge on Tales from Reddit. And Monster and I are running with our breakdowns for breakfast. So please check those out. So actually breakdowns for breakfast is another big part of what I've been doing because uh, anybody that listens to it knows that Monster and I just consume music on that show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I avoided mentioning any albums I'm currently listening to because thanks to that show, that's all I do is listen to albums. Like, I don't yeah. even know what like my band plays anymore because I have to remember what I'm supposed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We will catch you. I don't know who's doing the next episode. It might be I Monsters am. Friendly Voice or it yeah. might be Dangerous. We're not doing another Back to the Future episode, are we? No, we're not. B is going to be for Bill and Ted. Okay. Nice. Or, nice. Billia, or Billiam and Theodore. You know? Yes. Because ah, for yeah. some reason, Bill is short for William in this world, and that makes no sense to me. I like it. So, Billiam like it. it is. Yeah, Bill and Ted. Well, y'all stay cool. I'll catch you later. Bye. Later. It's over. Done. Done.